the prayer hands are just in full. <laughs> no, 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 mine's the, mine's the, the, the absolute thing <laughs> that the LA company is doing right now is saying that Blackberry LA oh, is going geez. to be for a limited time. I don't care if it's this limited time yearly, like the pumpkin spice craze. <laughs> and dear God, please don't do pumpkin LA. Although if you make it well, I might actually really like it. Uh, uh, I mean, it's ginger and citrus. Now that I say it, that might actually could work. But <laughs> it looks... It might could work. Oh, your your Kentucky's showing the might, it might could it work. Might could it might, might could, could work? I, I so I take it while it's still here. You want a Blackberry LA tonight? Absolutely. <laughs> and you, and you already got it. I'm so mad. I keep telling you all this isn't an act. I'm not in character. Anytime you go to the store and you find I have it, bought, you buy it and then I send have, me the Venmo I request. I don't once care. a week preparing for this very day for the day you come up. So I, I have in my office a side room that has all of the worldly possessions that do not fit in my two bedroom apartment. <laughs> That okay. is where I'm keeping the Blackberry Elite. Like, that is the storage, because I don't think my wife would appreciate me having 4,000 cartons of L8 in yeah, our coupon. <laughs> Hi, welcome to our humble abode. I'm Cody. <laughs> this is my wonderful wife, Michelle. Welcome to our crib. So here's the kitchen. Here's the living room. And this is our Blackberry <laughs> L8 storage room. <laughs> don't look. Don't look. It's... It's very normal in Kentucky to have a BlackBerry L8 storage. The next step, actually, is to replace all of our furniture with just stacked cartons of BlackBerry L8. (laughs) You're in the paper towel aisle in the grocery store being a kid again. Here is your throne, madam. Oh, don't worry. I know it sounds uncomfortable sitting on on those cartons, but we buy those, like, driving pads (laughs) off Alibaba and put it on top of it. It's not that bad. I, I mean, really, do we want to have the sponsor, not sponsor link where we talk just nothing about <laughs> the light for 30 minutes? <laughs> well, now I have to ask you last night. I know you were doing movie night. Yes. Right. How many Blackberry L8s did you go through while watching Guardians I 3? I actually have been very sparing. In my consumption of Blackberry LA, because until they tell me it's back, I'm like <laughs> one every two weeks. Like I've been very, very sparing. Wow, in that. I'm impressed. I'm impressed with that ability to pace yourself. Like, Bravo, sir. I, I'm I'm just until they tell me it's back permanently. It's I'm stretching it out as I I know all of the expiration dates of all of this, so that I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's funny because there's a brewery down in Asheville called Wicked Weed, and they do all these sours and really funky beers. And there is a watermelon basil sour that they only do every once in a while. It is like a watermelon Jolly Rancher. It's incredible. So when we went down several years ago, we bought a carton of 12 or something. And it's expensive because they're like 750 milliliter bottle, like they're, they're big bottles. And we did not realize that it was seasonal. So we went back down to Asheville, passing through, 
and they didn't have any in stock. Oh, no. And so anytime Allie and I drive through Asheville now, we will stop in, see if they have this watermelon basil sour and buy a carton and put it in the fridge. And we only open them on special occasions. So like when we found out we're closing on the house, we opened one and enjoyed it. That, that sort I of had thing. one left over from my wedding. Not one carton, one bottle that was left over. Oh, one singular. Oh. That was like, cherry, however, was just like going out of my ears. I threw those away because no one likes the cherry. <laughs> no. no one likes the cherry. They weren't bad. They just weren't great. And when the orange, see, I had their first run of the orange uh-huh. cream and it was not as good. It wasn't as I, good. I understand they like ginger and citrus is their their hook and that's why their ginger ale it was ginger and citrus pop and so i understand trying to use that to infuse it into all of the other flavors and for the most part blackberry it works swimmingly the orange is delicious it made for me it made the cherry taste like medicine yeah like ooh, yes. there's something else yes. here that's kind of tangling the back of my throat but uh-huh. And not like I'm, the good medicine, like bubblegum. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fair. Was it the amoxicillin? Yep, amoxicillin that was pink, and yep. you're like, you know what? I want to drink this. <laughs> yes, I want yes. to be sick. <laughs> and then, then you get a cold, and your mom pulls out the Nyquil, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be a walk. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, yeah. it's so, horrible. We were of the generation where if you went to the doctor, at least our doctor, maybe this is telling here, but it, you had sniffles for an hour. It was amoxicillin. I mean, they were <laughs> just like making it rain prescriptions yes. for any sort of respiratory illness. And and I was like, <laughs> I'm going to the doctor. I knew I had logically connected at that age that I'm going to the doctor. I'm going to get the pink stuff and it's delicious. <laughs> and it was only until medical school that I was like, oh, I was basically raised on L8 and antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> that explains how that's what let the cancer uh, in the door. Come on in. You got ginger ale and Sprite mixed together and a little bit of amoxicillin. Uh, Speaking of which, my wife has been has been mixing Sprite with like lemonade and it's delicious. It is. Just make the lemonade. Have you never done that Make before? the lemonade a, a sparkling lemonade. Yeah. Oh, I've oh not. my gosh, yes. That's a classic. Oh, I'm having... You, wanna, you want me to rock your world a little more? Peanut butter, marshmallow fluffs on, on toasted bread. It's called a fluffinutter. Started up in New England. It'll I rock the world. We do that often. I had here. fluffinutter gelato yeah. just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, oh. Pearl. Peanut butter and marshmallows. Uh, Alex, have you ever had sparkling coffee? I have had nitro coffee. I've not had sparkling coffee. That sounds disturbing. It's my new addiction, and that's what I made before. Do you just throw it in the soda stream so, or something? No, I, I brewed two shots of espresso over ice. Okay. I added, okay. I have this uh, apple spice syrup from Black Scotty. That yeah. I added a tablespoon of that and a little drizzle of honey, and then literally just a pure LaCroix poured over the top. Okay, so I've had espresso and tonic before. That was one that was sweeping the coffee community. I thought you were talking about like 
like a, pour, running like a regular a, drip coffee that was run through a soda stream which yeah that's where i was like i mean somebody's gotta try do you it. know what i've dubbed it <laughs> I, I i call it i call it a fizzing whisby of course he does Leave it to Listen, you. Leave fizzing, it to you. It's carbonated with you the coffee. What? We can't let him get the down honey. this stream. Is Come it? on. We cannot let Come him get on. down this, this <laughs> rabbit trail. We were talking about James Gunn's cinema legacy and Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I know we're not going to get fully into it, but we can't let him get down the Harry Potter <laughs> that, rabbit trail. That segue hit a rock Just, there, buddy. We'll never get like, out. Like, we talked about James <laughs> Gunn <laughs> off you, mic. You skinned your knee on that one. <laughs> I I didn't do this. You asked me about your drink that you made, and you're like, you know what I called it? Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Now listen, if anybody if if anybody is playing the episode bingo, they can't put the cancer card because I didn't bring it up. You did. I yeah, did. They I can't did. play you're the right. bingo for me. But so we've had L late. We've had Alex makes crazy noises, uh, and we've had Harry Potter references. Um, Cody's talk about uh, something off topic. <laughs> off, we got on the Sprite well, hey, That is not off topic. We are talking about drinks. Thank you very much. Like that's true. That's true. We are not well, talking about drinks. We're tonight. <laughs> we're talking about something completely different. Oh, Fred. And I hear William trying to. If segue. you have, uh, if you've made <laughs> it this far, a doctor, lawyer, and pilot have all walked into a bar tonight. This is like one of the, the intros of a show or a movie where it goes like 20 minutes and you haven't realized that the credit, the opening title card has not played yet. And then all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, that yes. was all the intro. Well, that was all the intro because <laughs> Allie and I have been watching a lot of suits recently and we just get like sucked in. And um, now I know why Cody wanted to be a lawyer because I'm just like, this sounds fun. And then he'll tell me about like his cases, and I go, "Oh, never mind. That's why that's television, and this is real life." But we were watching one the other day, and it just kept going and kept going, and it hit like the fifteen-minute mark out of a forty-something minute episode. And then the music came in, and so now anytime they do the little cut to black, we just shout out the theme song as quickly as possible because it'll do like a slam cut to the intro and. We should slam cut right here into our intro and then we'll start the whole episode over again. And it's just, I'm going to cut this part, move it to the front. Yes. And then yes. they'll actually get the context later Approved. on. Approved. Stamp. Clagsby Hill, we had a very long, we made Norwegian style legend. Gunfighter. Where are you going, Master? For a drink. Okay, yeah, you guys want anything else? Um, three bus beers and some ginger and wine, please. Six shots of giggle water. Eat our gray hot. This snake juice is basically rat poison. Spent my whole life right here in Lackawanna County. Drink, I like it. I know, it's great. Right? Shut up! <laughs> I, I committed to, for way longer than I probably should have, the CW Arrowverse. And one of an Arrow, their, uh, Arrow's girlfriend was a lawyer. And it was a legal drama. And the reason I can't watch shows like Suits 
is because the reason I can't watch shows like Suits is because anytime I see anything law related, I just immediately get nervous. And I and at <laughs> one point, Arrow's girlfriend had to prosecute Arrow's mom. And his her boss made her do it. Their boss made her do it. And I'm I just had to turn it off. I'm like, this is so unrealistic, but also simultaneously it makes me nervous about my career. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's we watched um, Hijack on Apple TV, which, again, Idris Elba, Apple TV quality, phenomenal. Um, and there were a few moments that as a, a uh, an ex-pilot, I went, there's a really quick, like they're trying to like talk in a code to a controller in another country. And I was like, you know. These hijackers know nothing about planes. All you got to do is go to your transponder and say, hit these special numbers that say we're being hijacked (laughs) and everything stops because literally that's what you're trained from the day you start flight school. Uh, You got you got a whole bunch of numbers that are specific. You you got seven six hundred, which is you you can't hear. You can't communicate. Your radio's not working. Seven seven, uh, you got an emergency. Uh, seven five, uh, seventy five hundred is um, a hijacking. So all they'd have to do is seven five zero zero, and they would have just immediately everyone would have known. And instead, they spend like three episodes, like how are we gonna let the ground know? <laughs> so I'm sure if you watch Suits, you'd be like, that is so that 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 is not how discovery works. You you can't bury evidence. Legally Blonde is like a horror movie to me. Just. <laughs> I thought it was a horror movie for everybody. I, I I watched the first episode of Scrubs and turned it off and I haven't gone back. I did the same thing, but not because I'm a medical doctor. No, when he was uh, standing, when he was standing in the middle of the ER and it was melting down on his first day of his internship and I was three weeks away from my own internship. Uh, the panic uh, flared up inside of me, and it's panic I hadn't experienced before by proxy, so I turned it off. Can't. Mm. So, speaking of things, though, speaking that we've watched panic. recently <laughs> and has given us the inverse <laughs> of panic, but good feelings, warm feelings, happy thoughts. He is desperate to get us back on track. James, <laughs> I know. James Gunn has been killing it recently. Even amidst all of the chaos of studios and writers and greed and horrible things in the industry, there is a beacon of hope. And that's Batman. Well, no. Okay. Never mind. I hope. I I, I, I hope. I hope. (laughs) I hope it's a beacon of hope. Yes. Like, but it. He strikes fear into the criminals of Hollywood's underbelly. But but here's the thing. I wonder if it's too little too late. And even if gun stuff is absolutely amazing that DC, the DC. Which it is. What I'm saying that when he, his DC stuff starts getting rolling and gun stuff is, even if it's absolutely amazing, has the audience just turned away from DC. That is the crux of, and I don't think it's just DC. I think it's superhero fatigue in general. And that's where I would like to pivot because we all have seen Guardians. We will be talking about that in depth later on. Have you all seen his other work with DC so far? Have 
Have either of you all seen the Suicide Squad? Not the not the bad one, the Ayers one. I have seen the, the Suicide one. Squad. I have not. Again with Idris Elba. I knew that. Man, that I really jumped, in. Like they really jumped the gun. Hey, 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 hey! On not on not Ooh. making him James Bond. On not making Idris Elba, Elba James Bond. Have they cast? They haven't made a James decision Bond? yet. He's also like in his fifties, and that's like a ten to fifteen year commitment. So Daniel Craig's well, he, he started, started in his thirties, and he? did he? Yeah. Oh, like. It's been Roger going Moore was like creepy old in his last film. He was doing it for so long. Like <laughs> <laughs> now, anyways, as far as the Suicide Squad goes, thoughts, William. You're the only one here besides me, apparently. That uh, it's been so. I, we were having this discussion offline, sort of, but I like ranking movies in a vacuum, like on their own merits. And then also in the context of the broader cinematic universe that they inhabit. So as far for me, when I watched The Suicide Squad, I went, this movie is funny. It's got heartfelt moments, great visuals, great direction, great cinematography. Then I put it in the context of the DC universe, Mm -hmm. right? And I go, oh, no. because. Like, I, I own it. I love it. It's great. But that on its own made me sad and scared because the Snyderverse was still a thing, yeah. right? But now that Gunn's in charge, I have a lot more hope and optimism going forward. What about you? Watching it is in a vacuum on its own merits versus watching in context. Your thoughts? Even then, it was... Kind of a soft reboot sequel hybrid. Well, the thing is, is that ever since Aquaman, um, the DC universe has kind of been soft rebooting away from Snyder. And rebooting away from Snyder more and more and more. They just haven't made the clean break that they've needed. Mm. I heard that. Yeah. Oh, well, Aquaman 2 is coming this year. (laughs) I just. okay. so what Superman legacy is going to be the first gun. Yes. Start to finish helmed movie, because technically Blue Beetle is out. It's getting good reviews as we speak. It's not killing it at the box office, but it's a step in the right direction. That was technically under his tenure, but not under his control. And the same for The Flash, which that is a whole Pandora's box as well. I haven't seen The Flash yet. I I want to see The Flash. I want to see it, but with everything with Ezra Miller, I wasn't rushing to the theaters to see it. No, I I have not seen... Aquaman, Blue Beetle, The Flash. I, I I was curious following James Gunn's drama to see what somebody who is like threw their arms wide open and basically gave him full creative freedoms, like what he was able to make by bumping it from the PG-13 rating to the R rating and literally just taking the the binders off and going. And I... 
I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I think it was a very big middle finger to Disney. Oh, yeah. It was to say, look how far I can go. And then Disney went, oh, crap. We just shot ourselves in the foot. We killed the golden goose, right? They bring him back for Guardians 3. And you hear stories of basically Gunn doing whatever he wanted. And Kevin Feige's like, how did they kill the golden goose? They didn't have their gun. I... (sighs) I'm so I'm so glad that I have created this monster because <laughs> I said the title of this episode is going to be under the gun, you know. <laughs> Which I can't I can't help but hear that there was there's a show of Tim Gunn mentoring young fashion designers called Under the Gun, and I was there really? Yeah, there absolutely was. And mentally, I'm going to go there every time that I see the title of the episode, and every time that you say it. Watch us attract a whole new audience. <laughs> right? We're going to have that like RuPaul drag rag race. We're going to have um, the group that watches Queer Eye. Project Runway. Tim Gunn, Project Runway. They're all going to start flocking to us because of this <laughs> and episode. And they're going to be very, titled very under confused the gun. all the time. <laughs> to be fair, I am Our regular the listeners are confused yeah, exactly. all the time. Fair so enough. Blue Beetle had a budget of 104 million dollars and is tracking worldwide box office that's not counting marketing worldwide box office finishing its box office run at 110 yeah and so this is where cody's question statement um is it too late comes into play well not is it too late is it a dc problem or is it a superhero problem yeah because even with the juggernaut forces of the mcu looking at some of the latest projects that they're putting out the fatigue has set in so is it a dc problem or is it a bad movie problem or is it a superhero problem unfortunately for dc their track record has been thoroughly 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 mixed Starting going all the way back to Man of Steel. Man of Steel. No, further than that. Green Lantern. Well, we that didn't happen. Green Lantern didn't happen. We don't talk about that movie. Um, but the like Green Hornet with Seth Rogen. I'm talking about the DC Cinematic Universe. The starting with Man of Steel. Starting with Man of Steel. If we're talking okay. universes, okay. We're talking that, universes. Okay. The the latest att- the attempt to reboot before Guns reboot. Yes, starting with Man of Steel. Man of Steel was mixed. I think Man of Steel was a masterpiece that was <laughs> ruined by Batman versus Superman. Having the story of Clark Kent finding himself and becoming the hero in the cape, he should have been more like classic Superman in Batman versus Superman. But what we got in Batman versus Superman was a brood off. Batman's the only <laughs> one allowed to brood. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think you want to talk out both sides of your mouth at this point because you're saying that you're tired of brooding Batman, but then you don't we're, like brooding we're, Batman. We're gonna get there. It's not that no, he's tired we're of brooding Batman. Get there. We're and he got gonna to, get there. Uh, he's he's tired of brooding Batman. Then he got to Batman versus Superman, and it was twice the brood. Like both Superman and <laughs> Batman were brooding. <laughs> oh. 
Batman should have been the happy-go-lucky character. Yes. That makes sense. Come on. No. Hey, buddy. Maybe don't rob that bank. I'm the Dark Knight. <laughs> what makes you know? the Batman-Superman relationship <laughs> What makes the Batman-Superman relationship work is the contrast. Dark versus light. It is that they are friends, but they have polar opposite ways of going about how Mm. they fight for justice. Rich kid, silver spoon, born in his mouth versus immigrant child raised on rural Kansas. Like, that's that's a story right there. One, One operates in the light, the other operates in the dark. That's what makes the Batman-Superman relationship compelling. The I mean, ba- technically, Superman can operate in the dark, too. He has x-ray vision, so it doesn't really matter to yeah, him. Yeah, we're gonna, there, there's some creepy episodes of Smallville where they delved into that. Um, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> moving on. Um, in Batman versus Superman, I, like, I liked the extended edition, but they still didn't fully get there. They got there... In the Justice Cut of the Justice League, of the Justice League, you know, he was more of the classic archetypal, the Christopher Reeve style superhero. Um, He was more of that. Hmm. In the Snyder Cut, my problem with Zack Snyder ultimately is, <laughs> oh boy, is that every no, 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 single don't go down movie, this rabbit hole. <laughs> every single movie he made is a reboot of Watchmen. This existential angst about the superhero genre (laughs) and what it's like to be gods among men when, no, stick to the source material. (laughs) Be true to the spirit of the source material. (laughs) At the end of the Snyder Cut. There's a reason Watchmen the TV show is better than Watchmen the movie. And I probably just ticked (laughs) off a ton. Hey, listen, Snyder hate listens. Our still engagement, it'll still show up on our, our <laughs> analytics. It's fine. Now, it's will fine. it hurt our our reviews? Maybe. <laughs> At the end of the Snyder Cut, I'm like, if you had just cut the snow bo- the slow mo shots, b- slow mo shots down by half, it would have been a 90 minute movie. And then at the end, <laughs> and then at the end of it, when you got to the dream, and Superman was teaming up with Darkseid, and it wasn't clear. And it, and it was this injustice style story where he turned evil and where he turned evil by his own volition. No, Superman does not do that. So anyways, <sighs> Snyder <laughs> set a very dark tone, which some blame Christopher Nolan for. Which, ironically, if you watch Oppenheimer, a lot of people are saying that there is a... Um, an underlying statement that Christopher Nolan is exploring his own impact on the movie world and, and his stylistic choices to make a gritty grounded Batman and how that has now affected (laughs) the movie industry. Snyder took that and said, yeah, let's pump it full of crack cocaine. After Batman versus Superman, Warner brothers got scared and then they started course correcting. And they started course correcting, mm-hmm. but they course corrected too late. With no true direction. They didn't have any guiding vision. And say yeah. what you will, or I will, about Kevin Feige, he at least has a passion for this and has the vision. Yes. And he also has the vision in the hit show WandaVision. I'll see you all. I'll be I'll be here all week. I, Don't forget to tip your servers. I saw that coming. <laughs> A mile and you just away. Walk, let me just let me have it. 
Just, just no, I hoped for hope that it wouldn't, but there it was. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, the best DC film is Wonder Woman 2017. Just bar none straight Agreed. up. Agreed. Like, oh, yeah. Wait, Gosh, wait. Yes. DC as in the best DC the best universe DCU film, film or the best DCU film. Mm-hmm. I enjoy I enjoyed Aquaman. I, I'm. I. It's been six years, and I'm still debating whether or not it's a good movie. Like, I feel like <laughs> Bruce Wayne in the Justice League when he walks in. He's kind of like a fish man, like you know. Julie Andrews plays a sea monster in a movie that came out the same month as Mary Poppins Returns. I just, it like I didn't know I needed that. <laughs> <sighs> like <laughs> okay so cody yes gun has been handed the reins so we're gonna talk guardians in detail but i will i will uh because we we owe our dear fellow podcast host to the pilot because we have delayed See, I have delayed seeing <laughs> Guardians <laughs> after a couple months because I'm not mm-hmm. in a place where I can yeah. go to the movies yeah. at the drop of a hat um, anymore. Uh, to, to be fair, Dallas watched it today. I watched it. I mean, <laughs> it's still shame on both of you. <laughs> it wasn't just you. I, I was there I get, opening night. I get, I get lampooned because, oh, Alex is a Debbie Downer about the MCU. And then I go and I watch one of the <laughs> best Marvel movies to date. Top three for me. And uh, my, you guys just crickets, Listen, crickets. I couldn't Listen. say anything. They hadn't watched it yet. I know. I know. Not yeah. you. Not yeah. you. Those two. Okay. This was, this was his last and final audition before he gets cast as the leader of DC. My, my concern with gun, especially after the reviews I saw with the suicide squad, a lot of people were like little gratuitous, little over the top and a little, he, some people felt like he pushed it a little too far. And that his for a movie called the that his Su- impulses, the unaliving squad that his impulses <laughs> should have been reined in a little bit. Some of his some of his weirder impulses should have been reined in a little bit. So my concern going into and Guardians has never been my favorite franchise. Guardians one, I was thoroughly whelmed. Guardians two, I was less than save, whelmed. Save some of this. Save yeah. some of this for later. <laughs> Guardians three, he reined it in and brought the heart out enough. He reined in the the quips and the jokes and brought the heart out enough that if he's doing Superman, if that's the first go, I am very optimistic about it. I am very, very optimistic about it. Because, A, one of my complaints about Man of Steel was that Zack Snyder was incapable of keeping the camera steady. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the shaky camp. I felt like I was doing this the whole like dang Steve Glosson has been complaining about this for ten years. Is that the one thing he hated about that movie is they couldn't keep the camera steady? Well, you know who's to blame for that, right? The Bourne trilogy, and I am dead serious. Paul Greengrass pioneered uh, shaky, shaky cam. cam. But the reason I bring that up is is that the staging and the choreography in Guardians 3 was so crisp and so clear, and you're able to track oh everything that I'm like, if, yeah. I, if I get this with a Superman movie, I'd, I'd be on cloud nine. I, I would be on cloud... I want to see his faster than a speeding bullet. I want to see oh. his, you know, yeah. laser eyes and... All, you know, all I care... 
All I care about in the future DC films is Superman. He's my number one. He's 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 my top dog. He always has been going, you know, going back. He's he's the one character that I look at going. He is so hard to write for, but when written well, none can compare. And if he can pull this off, the first truly great Superman movie in 45 years. <laughs> in 45 years <laughs> since Superman 2. Like, listen, we watched the quest for peace together. Yeah, that was I'm not surprised good. that you oh, I'm surprised you're taking the stand, Cody. William, the quest for peace is great with bourbon and lots of it. He literally put all of the world's nuclear missiles in a giant mesh net and hurled them into the sun. What is not to love about that? Look, if you want to do a commentary with bourbon with Superman for the quest for peace, I am absolutely <laughs> yes. game. I am absolutely yes. game with that. Yes. So in terms of what you want going forward, you just want good Superman and you weren't sure if you could trust Gunn or not until I wasn't sure I can trust Gunn or not because I didn't want mm. I, I didn't want him to go Guardians necessarily with it. But what he said, there's one statement he made that it was like a drop the mic, walk away. OK, I trust you. He his pitch for Superman is, is that Superman is a character. Who believes in a, who believes in kindness in a world where kindness is seen as old fashioned, and I'm like, boom, got it in one, got okay. it, got it in one. If wow. he keeps, I hadn't heard that quote. If he keeps that spirit, he keeps that spirit, and he doesn't go too gratuitous with it. I don't think he will. I don't think he will. I'm very optimistic about it. It may make no money. And it may not have any sequels, but I will be, I will, as someone who has not really bought physical media in a very long time, I will buy that on 4K Blu-ray and frame it, Dagnabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Cody, I don't think you understand the purpose of physical media. You don't put it in a frame. You put it in a, in a DVD player or a 4K player. Just just so I, you know, don't waste your money if you're just going to put it in a frame. I have some framed comics. They'll be right next to my Power Ranger comics signed by the pink <laughs> and red rangers. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that there is an overwhelming fatigue with superhero movies because so many of them have been seen as cash grabs and they've been bad movies. And I'll just say it. A lot of Marvel movies are just uninspired. Like I was starting to do a tier list for just conversation we were having. And the majority of the movies are they're safe. They don't take risks. They are they're B movies or C's. A couple D's were in there. There's a lot of A's and a lot of just top tier movies in general. Right. But of the what is it? Thirty four mainline movies a vast majority are b or lower in my estimation and i think a lot of audiences are coming to that same conclusion and so watching guardians 3 in particular made me go james gunn has it he knows what he's doing yeah and so if dc has a hope a snowball's chance in hell that they're gonna make it James Gunn is that that snowball. He's being the and what has been announced 
is what's coming. He's not leading up to a grand Justice League. It's a tied-together universe, but it looks like most of the projects are going to be relatively standalone in the sense that they're going to be character-focused on each, but they're not too overly concerned with the interconnectivity yet. Like, Which is good. So I was watching a video about Iron Man and why it has stood the test of time. The fact is... John Favreau had done kind of nothing big, you know? He had done Elf, which was a surprise hit, and Marvel was in the fight for its life because they had gone bankrupt, sold most of their A-lists, you know, to other, you know, studios. The X-Men, Fantastic Four, Incredible Hulk. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. I mean, everybody that anyone knew and cared about was off the market. And so Iron Man 1 was this chance to maybe redeem themselves and with an unknown quantity. And Robert Downey Jr., we all forget, he had just been a drug addict and had tried to clean himself up and was getting his feet again underneath him. And so that success has stood the test of time. I think that Superman legacy will be the Iron Man 1 for DC. Like, Matt Reeves' is ba- The Batman, phenomenal. Not the DCEU, or the DCU. I forget what their, yeah. act, their nomenclature is. I think Superman will do that, and will give us that happy, hopeful Superman. The golden age of Superman again. I hope so. This is what's being announced. We've got Superman Legacy. The Authority... Which is like the Howling, like not the Howling Commandos, but the Thunder. It's kind of like the DC's answer to the Thunderbolts. Sort of like human superheroes, kind of agents, some metahumans, but they like work for Earth-based authority. Then there's the Brave and the Bold, which it's not Robert Pattinson's Batman. It's going to be a new Batman. I hope they pick a Batman that is equally controversial. Nobody wanted Christian Bale, killed it. <laughs> Nobody wanted Ben Affleck, killed it. Nobody wanted R. Pats, killed it. I hope they just pick some scrawny, random white guy who just, everyone goes, him? He was on that teen drama show movie. And then he just comes in and kills it. That'll be hilarious. <laughs> well, but the pitch on this one, and this is what has me excited, actually excited for a Batman project, is, is that they're introducing the Bat family. In it, they're doing Nightwing, Robin, Batgirl, the whole Bat family is going to be in this for the first time in cinema. And I think that's a that is a a better take than doing another brooding loner fighting crime in a morally, morally ambiguous, ambiguous fashion. If they don't make one of their cell phone ringtones the classic 1960s Batman theme that if they don't do that, like they did in Iron Man one, I will be sorely disappointed. We're getting Supergirl. So we're getting two super projects. I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Supergirl going to be the same actress that was in the flash. I hope so. Because I've heard that I I've only heard great things. Number one. And when, uh, the director, told her like she like broke down and cried that she was going to play Supergirl. Like you could tell that it was something that she really, really wanted. And I hope they bring her back. 
I mean, because they they could, since the Flash going back in time, it's a different timeline multiverse. Yeah, I don't know. So, in in the Max TV in the Max TV shows, they're doing Creature Commandos, which is like, um. The Suicide Squad, but with like creature based superheroes like Kangaroo Jack. Um, the uh, I'm okay. sorry, Kangaroo Jack, yeah, as in like Kangaroo Jack, who used to be in the like the 90s movies. Kangaroo, Jack? I think so, yes, or is that 90? Well, anyway, there's a kangaroo based superhero in it. I'm not entirely sure, well versed in this lore. <laughs> Um, that's okay keep going waller apparently viola davis is coming back as is going to remain amanda waller in um this new universe i'm i'm on board i like if like if they keep one thing continuity wise i'm okay with that booster gold and when you watch the suicide squad you will agree she's she's awesome yes oh she's perfect for the role then there's booster gold lanterns where we're going to see all of the green lanterns together and it's going to be the green lantern core isn't it kind of like a like a noir detective type show yeah yeah that will be interesting and the last show is going to be paradise lost which is a game of thrones style prequel they're taking milton's classic (laughs) of thermoscura the wonder woman planet it's going to be a Game of Thrones style, um, not planet, her island, her island. Okay. It's going to be a Game of Thrones style prequel of Wonder Woman's Island. Uh, color me intrigued. Color me intrigued on that one. Oh, also. Color me, I'm going to pass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Unless, I mean, I tried Secret Invasion. I tried um, Andor. Anytime people try and take these characters and make them gritty like that after you already know them and just go, whatever. I think this is before Diana. This is before Diana. So we'll see. We'll see. So a trillion years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. One trillion (laughs) years ago. There's three amoebas swimming around out there. (laughs) Oh, would and I missed one. It. Swamp Thing is coming as a movie. I know there's a lot of people that love Swamp Thing. <laughs> so I know okay. nothing about Swamp Thing, I, but I just wanted to be complete. I will. I will give it this, and then we will. Uh, uh, th- then we'll wrap here. If anyone is more perfectly suited to take, I know people were clamoring for Swamp Thing. I know people are not really familiar with this. <laughs> group of characters and bringing them to the front of the stage and letting them shine. Yes. It's James Gunn. It's James Gunn. It's James Gunn. I mean, he took unknowns, the guardians of the galaxy. No one. Had no- Let's be real. No one knew them. Everyone admits. Oh, I knew them way back. Everyone claims. Uh, I, I knew had them back no then. idea. No. None. A rocket raccoon. What is a, a rocket raccoon? What is a Groot? <laughs> Gloss, you know, wh- I would, what is a Star-Lord? I will say Glosson of Geek Out Loud knew, but he's been following comics since the 80s, so I perfectly believe that, that he, that he knew who the Guardians were. But other than him, yeah, no but one But if he's able to take unknowns and make me fall in love with them, 
I'm sure that I will go walk into Blue Beetle and sit down for that, and I'll probably enjoy it. And anything else he does with Superman, the Bat Family, but all this to say, I I think he's going in the right direction, and I hope he doesn't take his foot off the gas and he just guns it. I hope. Oh gosh, DC is in the underdog status right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you for brushing past that. Cody just pushed by. DC is in the underdog status right now where Marvel was in 2006. So if if they can pull this off, let's hope lightning strikes twice. Are we calling the Justice League their blade? Well, no, we're going to call the Justice League their Electra. Uh, (laughs) No, that's just cruel. That's just cruel. (laughs) People love Blade, so I'm not going to go there. People love Blade. Uh, but Cody, to your point, I just hope there's gas left in the tank. Just in general for the genre. Yeah. 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 This well. is the fun thing about recording this in the ether because it will exist for all of eternity until uh, an EMP takes out, you know, all of the <laughs> internet. And uh, But until that time, people will get to listen. Don't worry, I've been saving all of them as 8-track tapes, so we'll be ready when the EMP happens. <laughs> and then they will break down and degrade in seven years and be gone anyway. You're not wrong. So, but now that we've <laughs> recorded it for posterity, people will get to look back at us and either go, oh man, they didn't know. Or, oh man, they didn't know. They're so on the right track. So hopefully... Hopefully it's one of those two. Yeah. And <laughs> and not like when we try to predict anything else every other time. Uh, no. When we have failed miserably. No. <laughs> well, I'm I guys, I think I'm gonna head out of here. You're gonna head out I'm of here. Gonna head did I there was the right emphasis on the right syllable there, hopefully. I'm you picked I'm it proud up. of you. You picked gosh. <laughs> Uh well follow us if you like what you hear here follow us on X no I'm never calling it X follow us on Twitter Instagram <laughs> our Facebook group the pub um follow our Facebook page Doctor and a Lawyer Walk into a Bar we're on Threads now that is a thing um more social media and then if you want to toss a coin over to us you know follow uh join us on Patreon we've got some real good stuff coming like Potter Plus. Yeah, the first uh, episode's out. Woo-hoo! Yep. Woo! Yay. I'm very, you did very it. proud of that. You did it. You did it. But with that, yeah. I'm Cody. I'm William. And I'm Alex. And we will see, <laughs> see you, you all guys. next week. Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>